propaganda in the USA, so little time to correct it. Things are not going well in this country. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So Rasmussen, which is a fairly reliable poll, comes out and says Joe Biden's approval rating is up to 47 percent in this country. That about half of those polled think Biden's doing a good job. Now, that's very misleading, not because of Rasmussen, but because of events. So you may have noticed that Biden's fortunes started to turn around after the Ma-a-Lago raid. It's almost the day of it. Biden started to inch up. Why? Because it illuminated Donald Trump for Democrats and independents who hate him. So now it's a comparison kind of a thing because they fear that Trump might come back after this Mar-a-Lago thing. That's why Biden's up. Now, the Biden people have done a very, very smart thing. They've kept him out of sight. So most uh, presidents go on vacation. You see them golfing. You see them at restaurants. or what. Biden's just gone. He was in North, uh, South Carolina, gone. Now he's back in Delaware, gone. So he doesn't say anything. So they're going, you're just going to keep him under wraps until after Labor Day. He signed an inflation bill, and then he disappeared. Because Trump has dominated the news cycle. However, NBC is out with a poll. Thousand registered voters, Democrat 39, Republican 40. Notice how these, all of these polling operations have stopped now using more Democrats than Republicans after I hammered that for a year. Now they don't do that anymore. So this is a very instructive poll. First question, do you think things in the nation are generally headed in the right direction or the wrong track? Right direction, 21%. Wrong track, 74 According to The Hill, that's the highest number of dissatisfaction with the nations directed in history. 74% of Americans say we're not, not going in the right direction. So how could then Biden, who's responsible for all of this uh, chaos, be going up in a poll? Just as I said, it's all about Trump. Second question. Uh, when do you think the future, when you think about the future for America, do you feel more confident that America's best years are still ahead or behind? Ahead 35, best years behind 58. That's a nostalgia play. I mean, we live in a country now that's severely divided. People hate each other. Uh, there are bad changes going on in criminal justice, in your money, inflation. So I'm not surprised. Do I think uh, the best years of America are in front of us? No. I think the collapse of the public education system and the college university system has damaged this country in a tremendous way. But that'll be another day, right? Third question, thinking about the direction of the country five years from now, would be better or worse? Get better, 36. Get worse, 34. Same, 21. So nobody knows. I mean, you can't make that. Depends on uh, the vote in November, uh, whether Republicans uh, can blunt the Biden machine uh, in Congress and then who's elected president in 24. Now, the dissatisfaction level, again, 74 percent, I mean, that's astronomical, is based on three things. The economy, we all know, 
All right, everybody's paying more money. Things are far more expensive, and everybody's getting hurt. The second thing is the collapse of immigration law. People can see the millions of migrants coming across the border, 5 million, 5 million across the border, according to the Federation for Immigration Reform, since Biden's been in office. 5 million human beings in here. I mean, that's a catastrophe. Now, tomorrow I'm going to do the moral implications of this around New York Cardinal Dolan and how he is uh, processing the migrants coming to New York City. We're going to do that tomorrow. Um, and then the third reason is the collapse of the criminal justice system. We all know criminals are not being punished uh, by liberal DAs and liberal mayors, and this is affecting everyone. Uh, in fact, the five most liberal cities in the country, Chicago, Detroit, Portland, Cleveland, and San Francisco, people will not go downtown. Okay, 45% of people living in those areas will not go downtown. And that's according to the Institute of Government Studies at UCAL Berkeley. So, you know, it's bad. Everybody knows about it. Now, all of those controversies, inflation, collapse of immigration, collapse of criminal justice, is on the Democratic Party. Right? It's not the Republicans doing this. But if you look at the real clear average, who are you going to vote for generically in November? It's a tie. It's a tie, according to the polls, between the Democrats and the Republicans. Evenly divided. Nah, I don't believe it. But I could be wrong. But I think the Democrats are going to get waxed in the House of Representatives. Send us another thing. Got some uh, pretty dubious candidates on the Republican side in the Senate. I'm not going to get into this until after Labor Day when the polling is better and sharper. But the Senate's not a lock. House, I think, is at this point. And that is the memo. Now let's go to the media. So everybody in the media, you know, uh, talking about CNN, the destruction. I had a call from somebody who I've known decades, and they say, is Fox going to do the same thing like CNN? Are they going to start wiping people out? I go, no. Why would Fox do that? Fox is holding its uh, conservative audience, not the way it used to, but they're making money. They're not going to wipe anybody out, I don't think. But CNN is going to wipe a lot of people out. So the first one, as you know, is Brian Stelter, and everybody got, Brian Stelter got more attention to being fired than he did in more than a decade of being on the air. Now, as uh, Hyman Ross said in Godfather 2 when talking about Frankie Pantangelo, small potatoes. Right? Brian Stelter meant nothing, nothing to CNN. He was on once a week. He was a hatchet man, and now he's feeling the blade Karma, you make the cause, I wrote in my message of the day. But it's not like meaning anything. You know, the big boys at CNN are Anderson Cooper and uh, Wolf Blitzer and uh, Don Lemon. Is that how he says? I don't know how he says that. Um, you know, but they don't have anybody. So those people have been on decades. And Americans know who they are, they watch, but they're not going to watch them. It's not the matter that they're liberal. They're boring. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that, but come on. <laughs> you know, let's, I got to be honest. I don't care if you're a liberal or conservative or libertarian or whatever you are. If you're interesting, I'll give you a look. 
What if it's the same old stuff every night? And that goes to conservative networks, too. You're boring. I'm not watching. All right. So anyway, Carl Bernstein. Oh, this signifies what CNN is all about. Here he is, one of the Watergate guys. Okay, he signifies what CNN is. It symbolizes the corruption of that news agency. So he goes on and says, oh, no, no, CNN's never really been far left. No, 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 no. Um, and he, he's trying to basically tell you the impossible. And you know what it is. But then I asked myself, I said, look up Bernstein and what he was doing in the middle of Russian collusion in September 2017. Roll the tape. Robert Mueller, the special counsel, is looking at the conduct of President Donald Trump, members of his family, especially Jared Kushner, also his closest campaign ads, uh, aides, in terms of their dealings with Russia, ethno-Russians, during the campaign and before, and in business. But there's a much larger context that now informs the whole investigation, and that is the conclusion of the American intelligence community under Donald Trump, not under Obama, that now is certain that the Russians were very, very effective in undermining the campaign of Hillary Clinton, in specifically helping Donald Trump. Now it's certain, he says. Of course, that turned out to be false. Every single thing he said was false. Everything. And this is supposed to be one of the premier reporters in our country. So instead of CNN maybe calling him in saying, Carl, you know, your reporting is pretty bad. You got everything wrong. Everything. Did Carl come on and say, I'm sorry, this is why I blew it? No. No, I didn't. And every one of the people at CNN said the same thing that Bernstein said. That's why they're in oblivion. I don't, I could, even I couldn't bring them back. How about that for a conceited statement? Even I couldn't do it. And I know more about television program than anybody on the planet. And I think my track record speaks for itself. I couldn't bring him back. Okay, let's bring in Eric Bowling. Now, you know Bowling. He's on Newsmax, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a signature show. He's the sub for me on The Factor. He's coming to us from Boca Raton, Florida, where he lives large. Spends a lot of the day going out and telling people, I'm Eric Bowling. And uh, what can I do for you? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off 
by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Um, so my actually, analysis. Actually, I go, you know, I used to fill in for O'Reilly like 200 times. And they're going, and oh, that's that airplane, gotcha. And people still mention that to you, Bowling. I know they do, uh, because I do all the time. Um, so my analysis, CNN, fallacious, accurate. What say you? I, I think, uh, well, uh, CNN, they, Don Lamont, as you point out, Don, I think he's on the hot seat. I think what, what Malone did when, when Discovery merged with Time Warner, Malone, the big boss, came out and said, I don't like what they're doing over there. It's kind of BS. They're trying to outleft the leftists. CNN was always, back in the day, Bill, when you were first, to beat CNN. You were first to take CNN down in five years when no one thought Fox News was going to be able to do it. CNN was news for both sides. It was a fair and balanced, truly a fair and balanced. Fox was never fair and balanced, let's be honest. But CNN was a fair and balanced network. And then they started to drift left and further left. And then MSNBC came and then the, the, the broadcast networks. So they were all competing for the same pie. What happened was when Malone came in, he obviously they, they bounced Zucker. Zucker's guy was Brian Stelter, as you point out. Stelter was the mouthpiece for Zucker, so it was only a matter of time before he got gone. Uh, Cuomo, Fredo, Fredo. Fredo was gone. Cuomo was gone. Then, then the guy, Jeffrey Tubin, who likes to expose himself in front of others, he was gone. So Stelter is like the third or fourth uh, that are gone. I would say... I think they're going to try and get back to their roots. I don't personally think there's a market for the roots. I think America is so But they, they can't, I think unless they, they wiped out everybody. To... Eric, unless they yeah. wiped out everybody, they can't get back to their roots because that's why I use the Bernstein soundbite. I mean, you can't be that wrong. You can't. And look. It doesn't matter. A guy like, no a guy like the road bill. There's no market to be that, news for both sides. That's you, know another, not, you know who's not doing it? News Nation. They okay. tried to be that's another that's another history. discussion. It's another discussion whether so-called straight news uh, can attract an audience when they've already been ginned up by opinionated news. But a couple of things you, you mentioned Jeff Zucker. I didn't. So people who don't follow this, Jeff Zucker is the previous president of CNN who brought them into a hate Trump area and pretty much destroyed the network. And Stelter, as Bowling accurately points out, was his hatchet man. So Zucker was fired. Now uh, Stelter is fired. They don't have anyone to put in. A guy like Jake Tapper, for example, they give him two hours. People hate him. He's number three in a time slot, always has been. He's unpleasant. They won't watch him. And now he's been bantered around as doing the morning show. Literally, Good Morning Pittsburgh gets more viewers than CNN's morning show on a national basis. It's it's a catastrophe. But anyway, um, maybe they'll try, CNN will try what they had when I first went at them. Remember, Larry King was the face of CNN. I remember telling my staff, we're going to beat Larry because Larry doesn't have any juice. He doesn't really know what's happening. He reads questions off a piece of paper. He, he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't, he's not bringing anything to the to the uh, interview, and I will. I'll, I'll bring a sharp point of view and a, and a frame of reference that Larry has no clue. And it wasn't that hard to beat him. And we beat uh, the guy on MSNBC, uh, Chris Matthews, pretty quick. Um, he was just too bombastic and left wing. 
And you say that Fox News was never fair and balanced. My show was. Um, you were the, well, let's be honest. You, you know, you called Bill is, you and I talk a lot. And you're, I think you're as straight shooters as, as straight shooters can be. You were as fair and balanced as anyone was at Fox. I don't, yeah. I'm not saying we, anything we, anyone we doesn't played, realize. I think you were the most fair and balanced of the network. My mandate yeah. was, my mandate was, and still to this day, is find the most intelligent person who disagrees with me and put them on air. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, no question. My point yeah. is that you and I both know you can develop a, a you know, you can take the story, the same story that's being talked about on 16 straight hours and take it from a different direction. I think you were the most. Yeah, fair we did that. But we that. put on Mark Lamont Hill. We put on all of these leftists. We wanted people to hear yeah, what you they know had why, to say. You know why? Because no one else at that network, maybe no one else in cable, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your very, very pretty dress. You could pull it off because people came to see Bill O'Reilly, and they well, maybe so. But we wanted, we had a they're philosophy. Not, they're not doing that for Tucker. They're not doing it. And no, Sean's it, they're they're preaching to a choir now, Fox, but it's a profitable choir. Now, so in CNN, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to succeed, no matter what they do at this point in history. Let's go to Newsmax. So the only way Newsmax succeeds, the only way, bowling, is to cut into the audience of Fox News. And you've been able to do that, you, the network, not you, Eric Bowling, but the network has been able to do that when it runs Trump rallies, Trump this, Trump that. So it takes, because Fox News doesn't do that anymore. Fox News management doesn't like Trump. That's the truth. They don't like him. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Well, when I was doing it, they were ambivalent about him. Um, nobody ever badmouthed Trump to me. Um, they didn't. You, it wasn't Bill, one way or the other. You're going to tell me you think Rupert Murdoch was ambivalent about Donald Trump running for president. I he mean, called Donald Trump every day. So I don't know what they were chatting about, but I know he called him every day. Oh, so well, no, that I can I'm report. Not, I'm not disputing the fact that there was contact. That was it was mutually beneficial. I, I think Maybe. they both realized they I needed don't care. I never cared about what the corporation. I never. <laughs> this is startling. I never cared about any corporation that I worked for what it thought, ever, and that's why you know I'm a little controversial. But let's get back to Newsmax. Okay. So how on earth at eight o'clock are you going to get viewers away from Tucker Carlson? So <laughs> tall order. Um, but yes, you're right there. This audience. And again, we, we have to find out who your audience is. And you, you, you know, you're, you're a producer. You produce a product. You produce content. This this audience loves Trump. So uh, Trump's been a friend of mine for a long time. I absolutely um told my audience how close we've been. I've been to his house. I've been with him since prior to him even talking about politics. And so I talk about it. I don't think this network is going to last being pro-Trump and that's it. I think what people are realizing, we're more than that, right? So you talk about numbers. CNN is on their way down. If you take, we do a lot of, my my right now I'm sitting at number one or maybe tied for number one on, on the network, but what we do on television are, ne- are the ones you see on Nielsen ratings. We're doing at least that much in, in the handheld, in, in, the, in, the, in the mobile stuff, right? Fox can't do that. CNN can't do that. Hannity can't put up Sean Hannity on their mobile app. That's the same show as Hannity on their TV. They have obviously have agreements with distribution. No one in their right mind is going to pay them whatever it is, $12 or $20 per sub 
to put Hannity on and compete with Fox on their on their on their digital. So we don't have that situation. So we're approaching CNN numbers now. I think as as the and by the way, Bill, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. The the information that we get, the marketing stuff that we get, we have a very large independent audience. It's it's way more. Uh, it's it, it's it's a bigger percentage of our audience, the independents, than than Fox by far, by far. And we can you know we can show you that if you want. But so I think that as time goes, it'll be the same thing. Roger Ailes knew put people up, put personalities up. He they came for the network, but they stayed because they liked Bill O'Reilly or they liked Sean Hannity or they liked whomever, Loring, whoever it is. They stayed for that. And I think slowly Newsmax is kind of catching that drift. Okay, but what about covering stories? So say Donald Trump did something felonious uh, by removing documents, all right? This is conjecture, speculation, possible. Um, We haven't seen anything that indicates that, but say that's how this all shakes down. How can Newsmax really cover that if, as you just said, most of your audience loves Trump? Uh, I, my audience is a Trump loving audience. I'm, I'm Bill. I, I videotape myself getting, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the vaccine twice. I videotaped it showed my audience. I'm a libertarian. I tell my audience. All right. So you would do it straight. Disagree with this. I tell them, I tell them sleep with who you want, marry who you want. Just don't let the kids don't, don't bring your policy, your weirdness into your children. You make your, you're an adult, do it. But kids, once you start playing with kids, I draw the line. My point is this, we will, I'll report whatever happens, however it happens. Of course I will. Okay. But there's going to be pressure somewhere down the line um, for Newsmax to not be a cheerleader for Trump. Right. I'm not a cheerleader. I, I think. No, but I'm talking about the overall are, network, think, the tone I, I of think, the network. I think both networks have certain cheerleaders for Trump, and I and and yes, yes, they there are. There are. Okay. And sometimes, if uh, you know, on Fox, they change their mind. Like Laura Ingram, all of a sudden says, you know, it is. And to be Trump. fair in this discussion, when you have a network on the air for 25 years. All right, up against a startup Newsmax, what, what, five years now, six years? I mean, come on. Um, so, and, so here's, and here's my all issue. Those let's, let's, you want to make so some it, news here? Sorry. Here's my issue. Um, the raid. The raid was a big, a big event because I personally, I, I carry a, a constitution wherever I go. I think they vi- violated Trump's Fourth Amendment right. Okay, so whatever. The raid's big. There's a guest. I don't want to name names. It's a Trump attorney. And I wanted her to come on the show. We're friends. I've known her for a long time. And she tells me, and I'm not naming names, and I won't say who said it. And this happened. The producers at Fox said, you can't go on Bowling's show because you're going to be on our show every single night this week. One of the different shows, our network, every single night this week. And I was like, this is, they must be nervous, Bill. They've got to be nervous. If they tell someone, don't come on Newsmax, because... Then they, they know we're competitions. They hear us coming. They hear the footsteps. Well, I'm not surprised bowling. It happens in every network. Problem, well, I don't think it happens in Newsmax, but it happens in every established network. Uh, I could tell you stories all day long about me, your humble correspondent, um, mm-hmm. and, and how they, uh, you know, what the orders are. Final question for you. I think the uh, media is uh, irredeemable now in America. I think it's done. Uh, I think it's betrayed the American people. 
My message of the day on BillOReilly.com states that very clearly. Um, when you have a situation like Mar-a-Lago, the most uh, high-profile FBI raid in the world, and 90% of the reporting on it is speculation, mm-hmm. you know it's over. It is over. And uh, I want to know if you think the same thing. I do. I, I, my monologue tonight on, on the show is all about how the liberal liberal world in, in America is running the show in the House and the Senate and the White House. Uh, and the, the media is so liberal, they've embraced it. It's almost become a, a perfect uh, circuit, a, a power circuit. And it's kind of tapping into what they did with the $739 billion uh, you called it uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which it's not. It's a payoff to the green energy group. It's a circuit. And so the players who are the, the energy, the solar energy companies, they're pulling the money, taxpayer money out. The, the media is complicit in keeping the, the, the power moving. And the politicians are turning over the money to the, the companies in return for votes. It's a perfect circle. The media is part of the problem. Here's my thing, though. I, I, I think the media has become so far bifurcated that there is no middle ground anymore. This is, has become when it was information became infotainment. And now it really is entertainment. And you pick your choice of entertainment. You like liberal entertainment. You want conservative entertainment. When a guy like Alex Jones, who's a personal friend of mine, can be making five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a day selling supplements on his show that clearly is not news, it's entertainment, then we know what the American appetite for is. And it's not for news and it's not for media, it's for to be entertained. All right, Eric, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Now, there is a moral issue attached to poor people coming across the border, uh, even though they are violating our laws, they're still human beings and uh, they need help. So the big organization that is helping them, aside from the federal government, is Catholic Charities. And uh, the Catholic Charity organization has been under some pressure because people are going, well, you're you're enabling this, you're helping, you're encouraging people across the border. Here's how Cardinal Dolan of New York City put it, go. Well, we don't have a choice because we have a sacred responsibility to do it. Lord knows we didn't ask for it. And Lord knows we might be saying, hey, I wish this were a different way. But here's the uh, here's the difficulty we have. And we want to rise to the occasion. So that's correct. And then Pope Francis, that's his Dolan and Pope Francis are like this. And that's Pope Francis's view as well. Look, we can't take politics into account when you've got human beings suffering who need shelter and food and, and they need help. So Jesus compels us to help those who can't help themselves. That's true. If you're a Christian, um, there's no doubt about it. But here is the mistake that uh, his eminence and his holiness, eminence, a cardinal, holiness, a pope, here is the mistake they are making. They are not rendering to Caesar that which is Caesar's. Okay, that's a, one of the most famous sayings of Jesus when the Pharisees tried to trap him. They aren't saying, well, as Catholics, we support upholding the law. They don't say that. They never say it. What they say is, well, let's change the law. Or we, we wish the law were different. But they never say ever 
from the Vatican or from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Look, that's the law, and good Catholics, Christians, should be upholding it. That's my beef. New York City uh, says it might spend $300 million annually to house migrants in hotels. Um, Possible, (laughs) you know, this is analysis by the New York Post. I don't know. I just know that every move a migrant makes once the migrant gets into this country is paid for by us. Right here. New York City crime, crazy, crazy. So the actor Rick Moranis walking down the street on the west side of Manhattan on uh, 2020, uh, August 10th, uh, two years ago. And a guy walked up to Moranis and smashed him right in the face. Uh, The actor, who is a really good guy, uh, had to go to the hospital. Uh, His life was thrown into chaos. That man was sentenced today. His name is Marquis Ventura. He had been arrested 13 times prior to the assault on Rick Moranis. He got two years in a state prison. That's about, if he behaves himself, 15 months, maybe less. And then three years supervised probation, which is a joke. There is no supervised probation in New York City. There are too many criminals. There's not enough probation people, and they don't supervise anyway. Anyway, I'm glad this guy's going to jail. Is Ventura. He's a danger. But it's two years. Would I have given him more? Yeah, I would have given him five. Because he's a repeat offender. He just beats people up on the street for no reason. I would have given him five. White people are banned some some parts of UC Berkeley. You know, I was out there in May. If I had known this, I would have gone. And believe me, I would have done it to Berkeley to uh, University of California and gone right where they say that white people can't go. That's what I would have done. So College Fix is reporting that guests are banned from common spaces at the person of color theme house on the UC campus. Okay, Um, I guess it's off campus. So off campus co-op person of color housing quote guests are allowed in common spaces, but please be mindful If there are house members in the room beforehand, white guests are not allowed in common spaces. Why? Because many members of the person of color theme house are, quote, there to avoid white violence and presence, unquote. So here we have a public university, University of California, saying to students and visitors, if you're white, you can't go into a portion of student housing. Smart life segment. You know, these are really catching on. Every day we have smart life tips for you on BillOReilly.com. Please go and look. They will save you tons of money. This one isn't a money thing. This one is random acts of kindness. So there is a study from the University of Texas, Macomb School of Business, okay? And it says that if you perform acts of kindness, randomly, not just to your family and friends, your happiness will increase, okay? And your whole life will get better. Smart life, better life, be kind. I like this. I like this. So, you know, I'm distracted. I got so much stuff to do and places to go, people to talk to. I try to be respectful. I do. Um, And Kindness, uh, you know, I try to perform those acts. 
When I see somebody struggling, I try to help them. Um, I don't turn my back. I'm not like the Good Samaritan where the guy's lying in the road and two people just walk by and look at him. I, I don't do that. I see somebody lying in the road, I, I help him. But random acts of kindness, you got to be aware now. That's a smart life thing, component. You got to be aware that this person's suffering, person's having a hard time, whatever it may be, and then you check in or you send flowers or you do something, all right? But it's all about awareness about other people's situations. So in smart life people, your life will get better if you practice kindness. This day in history, August 23rd, 1931, actress Barbara Eden was born in Tucson, Arizona. Now, why am I focusing in on a sitcom actress in the 1960s? You remember, she was a lead in I Dream of Jeannie, 1965, ran five seasons, a big hit. All the baby boomers remember it. Well, the reason I'm doing this is because all of the performers that we grew up with are now in danger of extinction. And, you know, the baby boomers have very vivid memories of television, of music. That's why I wrote Killing the Legends, where you got Elvis, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali. I mean, for boomers, those, those are titans. Um, and so Barbara Eaton was born 91 years ago Today, if you don't know her, look at this. Bandiye gush bifarmone toem sarvar. further into orbit than I thought. <laughs> Larry Hagman, of course, the actor there. Now, that was very controversial back then because Barbara Eden was in a, like, a quasi-bikini and there was a big controversy about her uh, showing her belly button. So, back in 1965, just picture this. This is like a time capsule. It's 2022 now. All right? Showing a belly button <laughs> on television was like, that was huge. There was this huge controversy in Congress saying this, so we did it. So anyway, Barbara Eden, still alive, 91, uh, born this day in history, 91 years ago. Okay. So we will have a uh, pretty lively mail segment. And then a final thought about a new project that we are doing that I think you will uh, appreciate. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call 
and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. Mary Jane, concierge member, please check that program out. Uh, Mary Jane has access to me, private access. Now, Mary Jane gives us permission to use this letter publicly, but when you write to me as a concierge member, it is private, and you get directly to me. So Mary Jane says, in my opinion, those who support Biden are in favor of a socialist communist agenda, I'm for the Constitution, anything and everything that has to do with Donald Trump, nothing dangerous about his agenda. Well, I don't agree with you about socialism and communism. I think there are obvious extremists in the Biden group, no doubt. Um, But I think it's more uh, we don't like Trump uh, for a lot of his support. We We just don't like Trump. Robert, another concierge member. Come on, Bill. Trump is a large part of the problem with the vitriol. He throws at everyone who disagrees with him. He has pretty much destroyed the uh, morality that the public had in uh, the Republican Party. I'll take a Liz Cheney any day over Trump or Biden. Ooh. <laughs> now, not Trump. So Liz Cheney versus Donald Trump, president of the United States. I vote for Trump all day long. Uh, not Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, Biden. I vote for Liz Cheney over Biden because Biden's so incompetent. Uh, Paul Butko, Sarasota, Florida. Bill, you said unless changes are brought against, charges are brought against Trump, he will not know his accuser. The FBI can then raid anyone's property with a search warrant obtained under false pretenses by a grand jury. Look, affidavits are sworn. If you say something in affidavit, it's not true. It's a felony felony. So, you know, that's the constraint. Joe, message board. Bill, let me get this straight. Dr. Oz is a weak candidate. Herschel Walker is a weak candidate, but their Democratic opponents are pillars of statesmanship. No, that's not what anybody's saying. So the Democrats running against Oz and Walker are both flawed. I wouldn't vote for them. But Walker and Oz are not taking advantage of those flaws. Because they got problems themselves. Margaret Schneck, Cleveland, Tennessee. Bill, thank you for the Smart Life segments. Helpful. I understand, agree with your stand against sugar. However, I've never heard you address your exercise routine. It's all about the terror dog for me. I got the terror dog out four times a day. Uh, I got her on the beach. Uh, I got her all over the place. I, um, I don't go to the gym because I don't have time to go to the gym. But I'm moving all the time. And that's the key to working out. Move, move, move. Okay, I was in a pool right before I came in for taping here. 
is doing my laps and, and all of that. But it's, it's, my, it's my program. It's not an other program. Uh, Heidi Hines, Mesquite, Nevada. Bill, I'm disabled, legally blind, but it doesn't stop me from watching your podcast and enjoying your website. I've read all of your killing books on my Kindle. My point is that I'm glad I have access to you as you have helped me in my life. Well, Heidi, look, you are um, a strong person. That's what it takes to get through a disability. And if we can help you in any way, Heidi, you let us know. Zach Russell, Oxford, Mississippi, loved the killing series. My American history teachers were no match for what I learned in killing Lincoln and killing England. Plan on getting my old man killing the legends for Christmas because he loves Elvis and Ali. Your old man? Is that your father? If my urchins refer to me as an old man, there might be a discussion there. Okay. Shane, concierge member. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for the killing books. I've read all of them. I was talking to a friend. He said he didn't know what to read for the rest of the year. I bought him all of the killing books. Aren't you a generous guy, Shane? And ran him back to kindness to boot. Look, the uh, 12 killing books, 12 will be legends. Unmatched if you want entertainment and knowledge. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the final thought of the day, courtesy of the Go-Go's. Roll it. All right, the Go-Go's were not water skiing. I hope you saw that little cut in there. (laughs) Anyway, we're going on vacation. Uh, I need it. All right, for many, many reasons. But my staff needs it. They need to get away from me. Okay? So we'll be back uh, the day after Labor Day, that Tuesday. In the meantime, we've got great stuff. We're going to be updating BillOReilly.com every day. So you're going to see, you know, I'm not going to do a column, but we're going to rerun old columns, old messages, old, you know, recent. But we'll have a lot of stuff. 